0: morning june the 28th 2020 last sunday morning of june you're tuned into the sunday morning worship service here at the pine little pentecostal News church begin our service here in just a moment with our very own pastor reverend jerry barbie we have just a minute 10 seconds to go stay with us
1: doing today? Good to see you this morning in the house of the Lord. Let me just write this down right quick so I won't forget it. It's good to have you with us today. It's looking good. I'll be glad when we can get back to normal. If there's ever going to be another normal, I don't know. But uh, but anyway, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. And we just appreciate you being here this morning. Ask asked everyone if you, would, if you would let us stand this morning to the Lord in prayer this morning and I uh, want us to remember uh, Sister Carolyn Edgerton I uh, um, got a note here says hospital uh, anyway I remember Sister Carolyn Edgerton uh, and also Brother Jack Jackie Edgerton uh, he called me and which I did a phone tree you guys know that uh, he was diagnosed with prostate cancer uh, this week and they're going to monitor him for 3 to 6 months see what's going on, see how he does also on that note, my brother-in-law Keith Barkley I I want you to put him on your prayer list Uh, I had had, uh, lunch yesterday with my sister and uh, my brother-in-law Keith and uh, they have found out that he has prostate cancer also Uh, so let's remember uh, him in prayer let the Lord just touch and intervene Also, Sister Pam Lewis, want to remember her in prayer. God's going to bless Brother Danny Pittman had knee surgery. We want to remember him. Also, my uncle just pulled up out front and uh, talked to me a little bit while I go. He's had knee surgery. He's doing good with it. They had to do his three times. Uh, So now this one, he says, is doing real well. Infection set in, and it was just a mess. So. keep keep praying for him if you would his name is Osborne Renfro also Brother Lee Williams is in the hospital in Raleigh at Wake and Sir J. Williams is in the hospital at Wake they're right down the hall for one another I talked to him and I told him I said they need to put you guys in the same room that way you can half that uh, hotel bill that you're going to get you know and uh, he said that would be nice but, no, but anyway let's remember these guys in prayer that the Lord going to just bless and have his way also i found out this morning i haven't been around nobody i had not been around them. i found out this morning <clears throat> that my cousin is uh, uh she's uh has the COVID 19. Uh, so let's remember her in prayer that the lord will intervene and have his way and she's from princeton so uh, uh so let's remember of them in prayer also uh there's a chris uh, chris trying to remember his last name heresy heresy anyway, it's uh brother and sister proudfoot's grandson uh he's under the weather also so let's remember him in prayer that the lord would touch and bless him and uh, god would just have his way with all these does anybody have any spoken requests this morning if i left anybody out i'm pretty sure i have anybody any prayer requests
2: Liver. I His yes mm-hmm. liver. I
0: think I, she told us had her test Monday and okay. she struggled. That right. Any Any liver. Jen. I can't remember my old mm-hmm. He was had prostate cancer years ago. money and he went to some scans because he, he was taking the cancer pills and not having his mm-hmm. So they did scans and number one place is that when. The oncologist said really, he probably had cancer in his lungs, but the oncologist said from X-ray now it's the so that's true. But his hands are still look indifferent, and the numbers, so they're deciding now which way to go with the cancer treatment. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> you don't want to.
1: Let's uh, let's uh, take this to the Lord in prayer, and ask the Lord to have His way uh, in these situations. I mean, know oh, God's still a healer this morning. Yeah, he's definitely He's uh, God's still on the throne. Nothing, nothing's changed with God, and I can tell you now nothing will catch God by surprise. He knows it all, and I'm thankful this morning to know that I serve a God that's got His hands upon us today so let's take a deep one well, father in heaven this morning we're so thankful father for the opportunity lord we have to call on the precious name of jesus master lord we just thank you this morning god father for you are just such great and wonderful and just merciful and we just thank you for your grace father we love you today and we just give you praise and glory Master, I pray, Lord, on behalf of all these <clears throat> prayer requests that's been spoken out this morning, God, that you're going to touch, you're going to intervene, Lord. Father, Lord, some battling cancers and God, some with the COVID-19 and Father, all kinds of different things going on. And I just pray, Lord, that you just intervene. Touch and bless, Lord, and just meet these needs today. Father, for I know without a doubt the word of God. Let's us know that Jesus took all this through the cross of Calvary, Father, for the healing of our bodies. So, Father, right now we're praying for healing. I'm pronouncing healing, Lord, on these folks, God. Father, they can look to you because, Master, you are the answer today. So, Father, I pray you will bless, God, as you just meet every need, lift every burden today, God. Father, bless this service this morning. Father, bless everyone this morning, God, uh, that's here and those that are watching by the way of Internet. And Father, those that are listening to the radio this morning, I just ask the Lord blessings upon them. If they're in their cars, wherever they may be, God, I pray the anointing of God is gonna flow right to where they are. And God, you're gonna touch him bless. Master, have your way today. And Father, I stand carefully, give you the praise, the glory, and honor for everything that's done, Father, for us in Jesus' name we humbly pray. And everybody says, Amen. Let me make mission right quick before they start singing the uh, we've got to announce, a couple announcements. Our brother Mac, uh, his Bible study will be uh, Wednesday night, as you know, at 7 o'clock. Uh, so let's tune in for that. Also, tonight's service, Sister Erica will not be here tonight, so uh, we won't be having the youth service tonight. Uh, and so what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to just give Joy the night off if he wants it. Uh, it's kind of hard for him to get time off so we're going to give him the night off tonight i was going to do something but no. i said you know uh, let's just uh, um just take the evening off brother joy and just just enjoy your family um unless you want to do something that's entirely up to you but i just thank god for all you that here let me also make mention i had several phone calls this week from folks that just uh was encouraging i'm talking about church members that's just you know, you don't get them too often. But uh, I had several phone calls this week of people that was encouraging me and uh, me and Sister Judy, and uh, just let us know that they loved us and praying for us, and we thank you for that. I had one to call me said, Pastor said, uh, you're continuously praying for everybody else. She said, I just feel it in my heart, and my spirit. God wants me to call you and pray for you. So. Uh, she prayed for me on the phone. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. That's, uh, that means a whole lot when, when you get things like that. So God's good. Amen. And uh, we try to call folks off and on. And uh, every once in a while we'll miss a few. But if I hadn't called you, we, we got you on the list. We're going to be calling and talking to you. But you know what? This, at this time, at this time, we really need one another more so now than ever. Even though I can't make contact. You know, I let the walk over and just hug her a little bit. But, you know, according to what they're telling me, the best thing to do is keep my distance. So that's what we're going to try to do. But anyway, uh, God's good, and we just appreciate the goodness of God, and we love you folks and thank God for you. It's just a blessing to be able to come to the house of God and share the word of God and be with family, you know, because, as we said, Pine Level Church is a, is a place you can call home with people you can call family. Amen? So let's sing praises to the Lord this morning. Amen.
3: Amen. Let's remember Brother Thomas this morning. He's not feeling right. good. Forgotten.
1: So just uh,
3: keep him in your prayers. But we don't have Thomas and the band here this morning. Well, we do have the part of the band. we got Jonathan. But uh, Jonathan don't sound real good with just drums. He needs, the, he needs the rest of the band to go along with him. So we've got the band in a can. So we're going to, uh, I'm going to ask uh, Joey to to go ahead and hit the button. And uh, we're going to sing, I Call Him My Everything. And uh, y'all sing along with me.
1: If you so desire, this morning we're so glad for all of you this morning. Praise the Lord! At this particular time, we receive offerings and stuff like that. But we've got it set up at the back where you can give when you come in or give when you go out. And we just appreciate you for all your support and everything you do for the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church. I can tell you now, God is blessing this church abundantly. Uh, when I say abundantly, I mean in all phases. God's blessing us. I mean, God's just blessed us financially in all kinds of ways but it's because of you, because of you, by the way, of, of internet, that are giving online and different things like that. You're supporting the work of the Lord, and we appreciate that. I guarantee you this morning, when you plant seed in the Pine Level PH Church, you're planting seed in good, solid ground. In other words, it's topsoil. They're called some of the best great topsoil you ever find anywhere. And when you plant seed in good topsoil, you know what happens? It grows abundantly. I've been, watching, I've been watching the fields when I come in uh, the church uh, 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 on Sunday mornings and, and when I'm riding through. Uh, I've been noticing tobacco patches. Uh, you know, at one time, we, uh, church folk couldn't have tobacco, couldn't raise it. I guess they were scared if you raise it, you're gonna smoke it. <laughs> but anyway, I've been noticing tobacco, and, it's, and it is twice the size to this week as it was last week. It's amazing how quick that stuff grows. Can I tell you this? The Bible says, God, I give it back to you. pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Shall I mean, give unto your bosom? So you give unto the Lord. You know, giving is a type of worship. You worship God by your giving. And uh, we just appreciate that. Just want to let you know how much we appreciate that and how much we love you guys and appreciate your support in the church. Amen? So this morning, I want you to just, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. This message will be a little bit different this morning than than probably than what I've done in a, in a while. But uh, we want you to just uh, just. Let the Lord have his way. How many come to let God? Amen. Amen. So this morning we're going to be talking about break the mold. Break the mold. Several years ago, when I was about 18 years old, it was just, uh, you know, 10 or 12 years or so ago.
4: Uh,
1: <laughs> I was 18. I got my, one of my, my first job, so to speak. Uh, and what I did, I, I operated a molding machine. And what this molding machine did, it it actually made the gallon plastic bottles that Clorox goes in, that dish detergent goes in, and all these other, just a plastic bottle. That's all that machine did. It It made bottles all the time, and I had to make sure they were there, and I had to put them in the box and do the deal. But that machine, the plastic would come in, and it would blow it up or whatever it did, and it would mold that gallon jug. Perfectly, and there once while the piece that's in the handle, I'd had to knock it out. But anyway, so I had to watch that machine and make sure it did what it's supposed to do, and that's all it did. Continuously, that's all it did. Just make that one particular gallon jug. So, uh, this morning we're gonna talk about breaking the mold. Amen. A few years ago, I'm gonna just share this with you. A few years ago, while that camp meeting down in Falcon. I was in camp meeting and the Lord just spoke to me and said, do not fit into the mold of the church. Break the mold and release Jesus. That's what the Lord spoke to me. And while I'm searching and praying about messages to preach and all this kind of stuff, God just moved on me about this message right here. In other words, what the Lord told me was, Do not go back and just keep doing the same thing over and over and over, just a repeat of what has been going on year after year. God simply told me, break the mold. Look at your neighbor and say, break the mold. mold. So I want to bring this message to you this morning. I believe it to be a word for the church today. Every time that God spoke to people in the scripture about something he wanted to do Through them, major adjustments were necessary. They had to adjust their lives to God. How many has had to adjust your life because of all this coronavirus and stuff that's been going on since since March? Amen, they've they've shut everything down. So we've had to adjust our lives. Uh, We've had to to adjust to, to, to do what is required of that to do to be safe and this one thing is another. They had to adjust their lives to God, and that's what you and I have had to do, but God now is letting me know and letting us know that we're gonna to have to readjust again our lives to him because the song said the devil's trying, the devil's not gonna leave us alone. How many know the devil's not gonna leave you alone? He's not gonna leave you alone. He's gonna keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. So we gotta just adjust some things in our life that we can just do what God would have us to do. Once the adjustments were made, for when God moved on these people, God accomplished His purposes through those He called. If we want to break the mold, we have to do things God's way. Is that all right? Can't do it our way. We have to do it God's way. The, to break the mold, you must depart from a uh, from a traditional pattern and decide whether or not you want God to really rock your world and give you the life he always intended you to, that you should have. How many life for God to just rock your world? Because I'm gonna tell you something, folks, the devil rocks your world most uh, a lot of times. Because, and a lot of times things happen when the devil rocks our world. Uh, we, we sometimes we just it, it's just so uh, uh, bombarded us that we don't know what to do, when to do, how to do, whatever the case is. Uh, but I'm going to tell you something: whenever the devil comes on the scene, you make sure Jesus is there before he gets there, and you ain't going to have to worry about nothing. Amen. So what I want us to understand this morning, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for God to rock my world. I'm ready for God to do something out of the ordinary. I'm ready for God to break my mold and let me do what he would have me to do. In other words, take a realistic look at yourself and face what is out of sync with God's design. Now you and I know, I know where I stand with God. I know what's going on in my life with God. I know how much I trust God. I know how much I love God. I know how much God loves me. God loves me a whole lot more than I love him because God's so much better to me than I am to him this morning. So I need to do something to change that, and to change that I'm gonna have to break the mold. Huh? So I need to face what is out of sync with God, uh, God's design, and get it in sync with Him. Uh, that whatever God wants, uh, then I'm ready to roll with it. Huh? I need—we need to stop pretending. Uh, we need to face the facts. We need to make a vital choice uh, to passionately pursue uh, what God wants. How many wants what God wants today? Amen. If you will have a rock, if you will have a rock, your world relationship with God. Excuse me. You must break the mold from doing things the way you've always done them. Let me know if you keep on doing the same thing you've always done, you'll get the same thing you've always got, amen. Look at what is going on in our world today. Just think about it. You know it is nothing like it was only just a few years ago. In my mind I'm thinking I'm sitting and I'm talking I'm praying to the Lord I'm, I'm thinking about time now And I'm thinking about time Just a few years ago I ain't talking 100 years ago Or 50 years ago I'm talking 10, 12, 15 years ago It's just not the same today Even as it was then Can you imagine in the 40s I, I won't there in the 40s Some of you were Can you imagine the 40s And the 50s What took place Rocky World came rock, rock, and, rock and roll Come on the scene I think it was back in the 50s Elvis was Presley was somebody That they preached to get a heart, they preached against a man heart because of what they did. He stood up and they shook a little bit. And, and you know what? They couldn't handle that. But what in the world would they do today if they were living today and see what's going on in the world right now? They'd say somebody has broke the mold, but they broke the wrong mold. We need to get in touch with God, let God do what he wants to do, because God's the only one that can change the things that's going on in this world today. Yeah, there'd be folks turning over in their grave today. All the Elvis done was shook a hip a little bit. And I tried for years to imitate him, and I couldn't do it. I can't do it this morning because I got a kink in my back right here because I picked up a jacket, helped the guy pick up a jacket, and something happened. It caught me on my back. So I'm, you know, I'm dealing with that a little bit, but it's nothing, it's nothing serious. But what I'm trying to say this morning is we're living in a whole complete different world than what than what we lived in just a few years ago. I've heard several people say that America's not America no more. Well, I got news for them. America's still America. America will always be America. It's just some of these idiots that's in America that's trying to change what America stands for and what she was built on, but they'll never do it. I don't believe God's gonna allow that to happen, amen? Come on. So, look at what is going on in our world today. As I said, you know it's nothing as it was like it was a few years ago. Proof of, of the soon coming king uh, Is happening right before our eyes today We're living in the last days right now I told somebody And I've told the church huh, I've preached for years We're living in the last days Well I believe God says change it son uh, You're not living in the last days You're living in the last hour huh? You ain't got much more time To do what you need to do To get things ready uh, And get prepared for the soon coming king uh, Because Jesus Christ is coming back After his church uh, A church that's as perfect As he said uh, Without spot, blemish, or wrinkle Or any such thing. So we need to be ready, get prepared, because Jesus is soon coming up. You see, the church really has no respect today. Think about the church in the 50s in the 50s and the 60s and the 40s. Man. That's the first thing, as we said some time ago, when, when, back in the western days, whenever it was, they were building towns, they were creating towns, they were going out west, and they were moving in, uh, and people come in and commun- uh, make a community. The first thing they built was the church. That's the first thing they got a hold of. The first thing they had, we had was the church. Why? Because they wanted to make sure God was in the midst of everything they're doing. But the church today has lost uh, her respect. Come on, pastor, do be, be careful here. The church has lost this influence huh, she once had not only in our nation uh, but also around the world. Church don't have the influence huh, that she had years ago. People used to fear God. But it's got to the place the church don't even fear God no more. But can I tell you something? The fear of God's coming back to the house of God. And it's going to come real soon and real quick Because Jesus as I said Is sitting at the right hand of the Father right now And I believe he's sitting on the edge of his seat Just waiting to hear the word Go and bring our children home And to do that To fear God Is going to come back to the house of God You see but God has sent me here this morning now, I don't do this too often God has sent me here this morning to let you know that we here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Holiness Church will not do what we have always done year after year because what we did yesteryear may have worked then but God said son break the mold and turn the Holy Ghost loose and let me your God do what I really want to do in this last days." That's the word God give me this morning about three o'clock. This is what the Lord said and I don't do this often. I very seldom do this. For I the Lord your God will show this world that my word is truth and what I Have said uh, I will bring to pass Uh, Trust just trust me uh, Believe me for I the Lord Your God uh, will use you My child to bring many uh, To the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ My son that's what the Lord put In my spirit this morning uh, about 3 o'clock Someone once said uh, That a shell must break uh, Before the bird can fly I mean no The bird ain't gonna fly if he's in that shell If he stays in that shell That shell's got to break Amen so to let go and let God, we're going to have to break the mold and just turn loose and let the Lord have his way. Ronald Reagan, how many remember him? I used to say Ronald Reagan when he was president. And I never got into politics that much until the last few years. I, had, I never even voted until probably in the 90s. And uh, no, it it's probably in the latter 80s. I, I, that's when I voted because I said, hey, You know, what's the use? I mean, it don't make no difference. My vote ain't gonna make no difference, but I found out that one vote can make a difference. I mean, no one vote in the church can make a difference. So one vote can make a difference. And somebody got on me one time, they said, son, you need to practice uh, your your right, that's your right to vote, and you need to do that. You need to get involved, you need to vote. So I started voting. But I used to say when Ronald Reagan was president and he had done his first four years and then he did his second four years, I said, you know, it'd be nice if he could do four more years and then do four more years and do four more years. And I know the Democrats don't like that, don't like to hear that, but I'm gonna tell you something. Ronald Reagan was a man that stood up for what he believed in. Mm, It's mighty quiet here right now. But Ronald Reagan was a man that broke the mold in 1983. 1983, the year of the Bible. Let me tell you, let me share this with you. This is what this is what he wrote. This is what he did the the, the uh, executive thing that he wrote. Whereas the Bible, the Word of God, has made a unique contribution to shaping the United States as a distinctive and blessed nation and people. How many believe that? Whereas deeply held religious convictions springing from the Holy Scriptures led to the early settlement of our nation. Whereas biblical teaching inspired concepts of civil government uh, that are are contained in our Declaration of Independence uh, and the Constitution of the United States. Whereas, he says, many of our great national leaders, among them, uh, President Washington, Jackson, Lincoln, and Wilson, uh, pay tribute to the surpassing influence uh, of the Bible in our country's development uh, as the words of President Jackson that the Bible is uh, the rock uh, on which our republic rests. We got folks around tearing statues down of these, of these men and, and, and this going on. I mean, it's crazy. What good is it going to do me to tear, tear statue down? They ain't going to do no good. Ain't going to change nothing. Amen. And I can guarantee you, because I'm, I'm, I'm watching it on the news sometimes, I guarantee you some of the folks that are tearing down some of these, some of these statues, they don't even know what the, what the, what, whoever it was they're tearing down. They don't even know what they did or what they stood for. But I'm thankful this morning that our president finally stepped up to the plate and said, look, uh, there's gonna be a 10 year jail sentence for you if you tear down, a, if, you, if you destroy the, this property, these statues and federal properties and everything. I'm glad he stepped up to the, to the, to the plate uh, and he said, this is what's gonna happen. But now I hope our, our governors and our mayors is gonna allow the police department to do what they need to do uh, to take care of the things that that's going on around the world, today, around America today. The reason the police department can't do anything because their hands are tied. But let me tell you something. I would never be a policeman today. I would never do it. And you got them leaving and quitting, hand over fist. Because they got no support whatsoever. Amen? If you don't have support from your superiors, you ain't got nothing. Amen? I know I'm on film, but I'm going to say this. I was slurred out of a church one time for one thing, one reason is I didn't have support from my superiors. They helped get me out. When it was God's will for me to stay. No doubt in my mind. I believe that with all my heart. So be look out, preacher, they'll get you. I ain't worried about them getting me. I, don't, I serve God, that's who I serve. That's, I answer to God, is that okay? Amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord, it's all right. Uh-huh. He said, whereas the history of our nation clearly illustrates, <laughs> the history of our nation clearly illustrates the value of voluntarily applying the teachings of the scriptures in the lives of individuals families and societies. Whereas this nation now faces great challenges that will test this nation as it has never been tested before. Now this is 1983, things were going on in 1983 and President Reagan said, whereas this nation now In 1983, we're facing things of great challenge that would test this nation as it has never been tested before. If President Reagan was living today, I wonder if he would change that. I don't know where he would or not. But I got a gut feeling this morning that back in 1983 and what's going on now is about a 100 times worse now than what it was in 1983. Amen? I believe that this morning. Then he says, whereas uh, that renewing our knowledge, listen, whereas that renewing our knowledge of and faith in God through Holy Scripture can strengthen us as a nation and the people Now therefore Be it re- resolved by the Senate and House uh, And representatives of the United States of America In Congress assembled uh, That the president is authorized And requested uh, to designate 1983 As a national year of the Bible In recognition of both the formative influence The Bible has, has been for our nation uh, And our national need to study And apply the teachings uh, of the Holy Scriptures This is our president speaking Amen uh, Now therefore I Ronald Reagan President of the United States of America In recognition of the contributions And the influence of the Bible On our republic And our people do hereby proclaim 1983 the year of the Bible In the United States Let me tell you something He broke the mold when he came out and did that There's some other folks in D.C. right now Today that have broken the mold in the last almost four years, I've never seen it on television until the man that's in office right now. I've never seen it on TV where they'd had an open prayer in the Oval Office and it being broadcasted all over everywhere. <laughs> it's mighty quiet. See, people don't like to hear that. And I understand Johnson County is a Democratic county. I, that's, that's okay. I respect, I respect your, your opinion of what it is. Just respect mine. Amen? But when I can turn the TV on and I can hear the president mention God, when I can hear turn the TV on and I can hear some of the cabinet members mention God, when I can turn the TV on and they're literally praying huh, over over situation, let me tell you something. That does something to me. They're breaking the mold exactly what they're doing because all you can hear is you got to, you got to separate state from church, state from church, all this kind of stuff. Amen? But the problem is, they hadn't only separated church from state. They separated church from everything. But listen to me carefully God is bringing the church back because that's what Jesus died for, for the church. He purchased it with his own blood. I don't know about you, but I'm willing to break the mold so I can get to the place that God wants me, where he wants me at, that he can use me for his divine glory. Church, folks, we can't be afraid. we got to stand up for God. If I'm going to walk in fear, if I'm going to be afraid to stand up and and talk talk about the great things of Jesus Christ and all the things he's done and what's going on in the world and what's happening right now and tell folks that what you're doing is absolutely wrong and if you don't get your heart right with Jesus Christ, you're going to die and bust hell wide open. You can't preach like that no more. That's that's hate. That's hate speech. Well, I got news for you. My Bible's not a hate book. My Bible's a love book. And God loved me enough to give it to me. He loved me enough to let me read it. He loved me enough to let me try to understand some of it. I don't understand all of it, never understand all of it I, because I believe there's some things he's gonna tell me when I get there. But I'm gonna tell you something. If you get the word of God in your heart this morning, you'll ch- everything about you will change. Amen. Amen. You won't want to be tearing down statues and all that mess. You'll be wanting to make peace with everybody. Somebody shout praise Praise the Lord. <clears throat> He said again, in in recognition of the contributions and influence of the Bible of our republic and, and our people, do hereby proclaim 1983 as uh, 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 the year of the Bible in the United States. I encourage. Listen to this now. I encourage all citizens. Somebody say all citizens. Oh. I encourage all citizens, each in his or her own way, to re-examine and rediscover its priceless and timeless message. Ronald Reagan, February the 3rd, 1983. Let me tell you something, that's a message to, for, for today, 2020. That's a message for today. I, the pastor, encourage all citizens, each in his or her own way, to re-examine and rediscover its priceless and timeless message, talking about the word of God. Folks, right here is where our security is at. You say, well, pastor, that's just a book. It is just a book until you get it and make it alive in you. Right. Somebody said the word of God, it's is, is a living book. It is a living book. But if it stays right here and I never do anything with it, it's just a book. Right. It could be called, any kind of novel you want to be called, whatever you want to call it. But when I take that and I open it up and I begin to take the words uh, off the pages of the, word, uh, of, of the, of the book uh, and I start putting them into my heart because let me tell you something, the devil can't take nothing uh, from you that you put in your heart for God. Amen. He can't do it. And I got news for you. When he comes around, when you got this in your heart, He's going to bring it back to your about God's going to bring it back to your memories. He'll give you what you need to put the devil in his place and let the devil know, no, son, you're not, you're not coming here doing anything because I'm a child of the most high God. Somebody shout praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me give you some American Bible facts. <clears throat> the voyages of Christ- Christopher Columbus, hey, they're tearing his statue down. The voyages of Christopher Columbus. Columbus believed the Bible pointed uh, to the earth and being round and rejected the modern theories of his day that the earth was flat. His belief resulted in his successful voyages uh, leading to the discovery of America. Psalms 19, I I got into that and read that. In other words, Columbus, uh, he broke the mold. Our first president, George Washington, and they were trying trying to turn his statue down. Our first president, George Washington, issued the following general order on August the 3rd, 1776. I general, or no, he said the general, is sorry to be informed that the foolish and wicked practice of profane cursing and swearing, a vice that herefore little known in in, an American army is growing into fashion. He hopes, talking about the general, he's talking about himself. He hopes the officers will, by example, as well as influence, endeavor to check it and that both they and the men will reflect that we can have little hope of the blessing of heaven on our arms if we insult it by out-empity and folly. Read James 3. It'll tell you about it. Now, cursing, (laughs) that's what he said, (laughs) profane, cursing and swear I've never understood how a child of God can allow cuss words to come out of their mouth. Seriously. Never understood that. I used to cuss bad when I was in the army. I'll just be honest with you. I cuss bad but it, it, it was the way of life in the, in the military. That's what it did. And President, and President George Washington he said look it's, it's, you shouldn't be doing it because you don't have the blessing of heaven if you do let I me mean, know you won't have the blessing of heaven. You do. So I can't understand it. And I, and, I, and I had a little foul mouth on it. But I knew I didn't use it everywhere. I, I was protective and I, I, I was uh, respectful, especially around women and stuff like that. When I get around folks and they're cussing and carrying on and these and women and right there, that, 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 that irritates me. If I'm sitting at a restaurant and somebody's sitting across the table from me and they start cussing, they're using foul language, I have been known to say, hey, bud, i got a wife here, and I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't let that come out of your mouth. How about respect it? If you ain't gonna respect yourself, respect those around you. Preacher, preacher you make somebody mad. Well, hey, how many know Jesus made folks mad? That's how he got them, That's how he got them where they are. He made them mad. So, church, you got we got to start speaking up. But I've never understood how church folk and I and I and I've seen church folk. I've seen I've seen associate pastors. I've seen deacons. I've heard heard, and 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 I said, God, that burns my ear when you do something like that. It's crazy. Amen. I don't even think about that no more. Huh? Somebody gets mad. They temper flies up. What do they do? They let the mouth, garbage starts coming out because their temper, it didn't go the way they wanted it to go. Let me tell you something. This is what I do. I've had people literally watch me. I was working on a doorknob one time at a guy's house. He was a church member. And he sat in his chair, he's, he's dead and gone now. He was sitting in his chair and he watched me working with that doorknob. And that doorknob was giving me a fit. Called me and his son paint, did some painting this painting painting his house. And that doorknob was giving me a fit. And I was sitting there working on it and this is what I do. I don't get all upset, I don't get bent out of shape. If he gets to the point I can't do it, I leave it alone, walk off and come back. When I come back, it all fits right together. But I'm sitting there and I'm working on things. this is what I do. I say, work with me, because you're going together like you ought to do, work with me. And I work on a little bit more, and I say, oh, work with me, work with me. After I got through with that doorknob, after 15, 20 minutes trying to get it, they said, you got the patience of Job. I said, well, it knows it's got to do what it's got to do. And my, and my stepdaddy taught me years ago. He said, son, you don't force nothing because if you have to force it, it ain't going to be right. You don't force nothing. So when I got through with it, he, he, he said, preacher, I said, well, He said, no, I'm going to tell you something. I sat right here in this chair and I watched you. I said, you did? He said, yeah. He said, and I was waiting for something to come out of your mouth. But all I heard was work with me. Work with me. I said, well, that's the way I do church folks too. They don't know it. I just look at them and say, work with me. Will you work with me? <laughs> he said, you never did. You never got upset. you just calm as you could be. He said, it but told me all the pieces stand there and do what you do with that door because they won't go I said, well, you just have to be patient and work with it. How I mean, know sometimes you have to be patient? Is that all right? Break the mold. The Pledge of Allegiance to the Flag. First a recital on October the 12th, 1892 at Chicago at the World's Fair. The words under God added by President Eisenhower on June 14, 1954, just before I was born. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Our nation symbol, the great seal, just created, uh, first created on June 20, 1782, and later refined in 1904, this single mark is recognized around the world as the pride of American heritage. How many know they're trying to do, do away with the seal? They're trying to change the seal now. Uh, that's, what they, that's what they're working on now. They're working on changing the seal now. And you got, you got just, probably just a few people that's trying their best to get the seal changed. Why? Because it represents the heritage uh, 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 of America. It represents the heritage uh, uh, of American heritage. That's what, it, that's what it represents. So they're trying to do away with it. They're trying to change it. Uh, and all this kind of junk. Uh, but let me tell you something. If, 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 if somebody don't stand up uh, and, and, and let them know that no, this ain't gonna happen, uh, then your seal will be changed. They're trying to change the uh, national anthem. I'm trying to think of that song I heard the news guy talk about the other day. Uh, John Lennon's song, he said. Imagine, I think he said something like that. Imagine a world with, I don't know the song, I heard him say something. Imagine a world with no churches. Imagine a world with no I mean, ever how the song goes. Some of you may heard. You know what to like. say again. There you go. He said, "Now that could be your national anthem." Imagine there's no heaven, there's no hell. <laughs> That's the kind of world that we are living in today. Let me tell you something, church. If we don't break the mold and stand up and be what God wants us to be in this latter day we're living in it's gonna it's, it, it's, 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 it's just, just wash us away. But I refuse to stand by and let all this take place without voicing my opinion. One person, one, got prayer out of school, one. One person got prayer taken out of school. One person, I could be wrong on this one. One person, Roe versus Wade. One person got abortion to where it's legal. And now you can have that. A baby can be born, you lay it on the table, and just let it die. Let me tell you something, folks. There's a special place for people that do stuff like that. Let me hush, Amen. Our nation's symbol. They, this is what the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall rise up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I mean, you no, know, the eagles, one of the, is on is some, the eagles is represented as, as, as power, strength. And see, they're trying to change all that. Romans 12 and 2. The Phyllis Bible says this. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within. Romans 12 and two. Sister Jenny, put Romans 12 and two up there. I don't know if I give you that one or not. I probably didn't. Romans 12 and two. Don't be conformed to this world. Something like that. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The Philip Bible says it this way, don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold. Be not conformed to the world, but be ye transformed. Then it says, but let God remold." <laughs> Your mind's from within. Let me tell you something, for anything to change, I have to change. I have to change my thinking, I have to change my thought pattern, I have to change. If I'm gonna change anything, if I'm gonna do what this wants me to do and break the mold, the only way to break the mold is change. That machine that I run years ago, all it did was make gallon jugs, gallon jugs, gallon jugs. And I don't know if it could be changed over to make anything else, but I can tell you what they would have to do. They'd have to take that mole out, set it aside, put another mole in. If they want a half a gallon jug, if they want a quart jug, or whatever it is they want, they'd have to change the mole. Church, I'm talking about the universal church. I'm talking about the church as a whole. I'm not talking about just pineapple. I'm talking about the church as a whole. Church, we better get rid of the mole that we're in and break it and allow Jesus to take over and do what he needs to do for the glory of God in this latter day we're living in. Is that okay? Yeah. The constraints of the mold. Many within the church are asking where the next move of God will come from. Every major move of God has been tied to the breaking of outdated molds. Over the years, the body has cycled itself through something or through the cycle itself through searching uh, for that something more. And the release, significance, and the release, significance, and freedom. Uh, in the spirit that results from breaking the mold only to create a new mold uh, that will squeeze ourselves into. You can't allow a mold to keep you. You got to be willing to break the mold and keep moving forward for God. We've indeed indeed entered a time in which something more in terms of a new move of God is needed. Uh, Transformation indeed is the key, but it will first require a fresh look at the mold uh, that contains us Uh, with the need for this new move of God is the need for something more. How many want something more today, amen? There's an unusual effect from the shaking uh, going on around the world. Uh, we see undeniable evidence of it uh, from the Middle East uh, to Asia to the former Soviet Union. Uh, and even here in America, the shaking is characterized uh, by, ch- by changes uh, in economies uh, and gummers. Indeed, uh, it represents a shaking described uh, by Hagar. Many years ago, Hagar spoke about a ch- a shaking. Uh, 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 of God and things that's going on. Let me tell you something. There is a lot of shaking going on. A lot of people have changed. This younger, do you you know, I'm understanding now, do you know who's spreading the coronavirus now more than anybody else? The younger folks. 18 to 34, I think they're telling me. From 18 to 34, you know why? They care less. I ain't wearing no mask, I ain't keeping my distance, I'm doing what I want to do. And by them doing that, they don't only put themselves in danger, they put you in danger. But you see, that's the mentality we're living in now. I don't care. But let me tell you something. They might not care, but I do. I don't want the coronavirus. My wife was telling me that a friend of ours, I ain't been around, don't, don't, a friend of ours, has coronavirus. And she says, what I understand, my wife told me what she says is, this is no joke hmm? my uncle telling me this morning he said the doctor down in Florida she said you know I'm tired and she's talking about the adults she said I'm tired of messing with kids children people acting like children I'm not wearing a mask but this is what she said this is what he told me this is what she said she said, do you rather wear the mask that they're requesting you to wear a whole lot more than the mask that I'm going to have to put on you? Hmm? The mask she puts on you is one of those, what do you call that thing? A ventilator. a ventilator. And it's my understanding, most of the folks that get to the ventilator don't get off the ventilator. They're in a body bag and they go to the funeral home and they bury them. So she said, do you rather wear the mask today than the mask that I'm going to have to put on you? Some folks say, I ain't wearing a mask. Well, you know, you don't have to. I don't wear one. I'm, 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 I have to get better with it. I have to, I, and and that's what I'm trying to do. I got it in my shirt pocket. But somebody says, what good is it doing in your shirt pocket? Well, you know, I have to start wearing it. Haggai 2, 20, 22. And again, the word of the Lord came into Haggai in the four and 20th day of the month, saying, speak to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel, governor of Judah, saying, I will shake the heavens and the earth, and I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen, and I will overthrow the chariots and those that ride in them, and the horses and their riders shall come down, every one by the sword of his brother. Now notice what he's saying here. Go tell the governor. Somebody needs to tell our governor. Somebody needs to tell a lot of other governors. I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. All these people that are rising up, all these groups that are rising up, that they think they're going to overcome, they're going to conquer, they're going to do this. I got news for them this morning. The God that I serve, he's going to overthrow the junk. If it's not not going by the will of God, God would not allow it to take place, but only a certain amount of time, he's going to put an end to it. He's going to put a close to it. Jesus is soon coming and that's what I need to tell the folks you can rise up if you want to but the best thing to do uh, is break your mold uh, rise up for Jesus Christ uh, because that's the only way to get out of this world today you want freedom get Jesus you want peace get Jesus What Haggai is saying is he is about to shake the heavens and the earth and to overthrow the thrones of kingdoms. He's about to destroy the strength of kingdoms of the nations and overthrow them. Hmm. I'm looking. Keep praying. I keep seeking God. I'm gonna watch this junk that's going on in America today and around the world. I'm gonna watch this junk get shut down by the power of Almighty God. And I'm gonna tell you something. When God does it, you'll know it was God. It ain't gonna be nothing out of Washington, D.C., It ain't gonna be nothing from another country, it ain't gonna be nothing where when God does it, you'll know God's done it, amen? Yeah. While the church applauds the changes for good, it falls short in recognizing the change need, needed in the mold that confines our standards and limits our impact. Yet the shaking is breaking us out of the, our mold and setting the stage as a new generation of leadership reflects of leadership reflects of growing growing body that is returning to the early church roots uh, as an agent of change. You see, we must break the mold. Amen. I've been preaching for years. The church, the church in the books of Acts is gonna come alive one more time. It's gonna you're gonna see it happen. Jesus came to bring fulfillment to the purposes of God outlined in the law and prophets. God's people of his day were powerless uh, by a mold. Uh, they were fearful, self-absorbed, uh, split, isolated, and out of touch. Jesus brought it all out uh, in the open. He broke the mold uh, when with, with the command to go into all the world. Jesus broke the mold. Uh, he said, Go into all the world. You can't be isolated, you can't be with within yourself, uh, you got to reach out. you got to tell people that Jesus Christ, and him that there, he's soon coming back, amen? Then he say, why are you gazing up the same Jesus uh, that you see leaving today? Uh, he's coming back uh, in like matter one day. Let me tell you something, uh, I'm gonna see him on the clouds of glory one of these days, uh, and I'm gonna be going home with him uh, because I'm breaking the mold uh, to let go and let God use me in any way he so desires to use me. counting the cost. Jesus taught us to count the cost. This next move of God will indeed break the mold. It will be characterized by a new level of the supernatural that previously has only been evidenced sporadically in this generation. The book of Acts speaks of unusual miracles. How many is looking for some unusual miracles? Mm Mm-hmm. Being wrought by the hands of Paul. So it will be as this move of God takes the presence and the truth of God into the marketplace. Yet there is a cost. John the Revelator spoke of the end time church that will confront forces of evil and the accuser of the brethren and the truth and the power of God and will love not their lives unto death. Revelation chapter twelve, verse ten and eleven. I don't know if I give you that, sister Jean. Jesus summed up the reality of the cost with the truth that greater love has no man than he laid down his life uh, for his friends. This was a standard by which the early church presented the world uh, around it on every level. It did so unafraid, why? Because they broke the mold uh, and they weren't afraid to stand up uh, and say this is what thus saith the Lord uh, and this is what we must do. The mark of the calling, the eagerness to move to the forefront in this move of God, should be tempered with respect for the cost, maturity, and the realities faced by those anointed and called to lead it. There will be Peters who will be prosecuted or persecuted. How many know Peter was persecuted? Peter was hung upside down. He said, You're going to put me on the cross? I'm not worthy to hang on the cross like my Lord did, like my Jesus did. If I got to go to the cross, put me upside down. I'm not worthy to hang on the cross like Jesus did. How I many know that's respect for the Lord, amen? There's gonna be some folks like that that's gonna be persecuted. They're gonna be in prison and then supernaturally released. How hmm. I many know Peter was in jail? The angel of the Lord come and tapped him on the side, and said, hey Peter? The church is praying for you older son. I want you to get up. Let's get out of here. You see, I don't know who invented that door when you walk up the door, it opens up by itself. You know what I'm talking about? They thought they invented that thing. I got news for you. God invented that thing a long time before they ever even thought of it. Well, the Bible says when Peter got up, jail doors opened up, city walls, city city, city gates opened up. He was outside and in, in, on the street before he realized he was in a vision. Hey, this is real. Can you imagine being that close to God that you have so many visions uh, that now you're in reality and, and you say, God, what? Dog, this is not a vision. This is actual facts. I'm back here in the street. I'm out of jail. All them doors just open up for me. So that man didn't. Even, that he got the idea from, if he read the scripture, that's where he got the idea from. These doors can open up. Amen. And when you walk up to it, there's some kind of red-eyed light or something other. When you walk to it, it, it picks you up and it opens up for you. Can I tell you something? There's a, what is that signal called? Anyone know? Sensor. sensor. Yeah, a sensor, okay? Can I tell you something, this one? The Holy Ghost got a sensor on it. <laughs> and if you go to him, you ain't going to get too close before, oh, he's opened up and he's already got you where he wants you to be. He's already got you filled with the anointing and the power of God. How I many know God senses you? How I many know God knows you this morning? He knows your very thoughts. Some of you are thinking some crazy things right now. Brother Case used to say to a preacher he said let me get down here where I can see what you are thinking." <laughs> and people look at him like he's crazy. But Brother James you can't get too close. But Brother James I can tell you this every once in a while he'd walk up to somebody and say let me tell you this thus saith the Lord you need to quit what you're doing if you want the blessings from God. You're going to have to quit it. And tell them exactly what it is. See? And then they say, wow, this man really knows what I'm thinking. i see him do it a lot of times. He says, stand up for me. Stand up, and there it is. Just lays it all out. I ain't got that good yet. He made a lot of folks mad. He did. I guess God don't want me making two folks too mad. Because I do make folks mad every once in a while. You understand what I'm
4: saying?
1: <laughs> yeah, Holy Ghost got a sensor on it. All you got to do is get there, and he'll just pray the Lord. There will also be stevens who will pay the ultimate cost as the strongholds on the religious, political, and economic Infractures are confronted, challenged, and broken. There's going to be some people that's going to die for the gospel's sake. No doubt there will be those who seek position. Listen to me. No doubt there will be those who will seek position and recognition at the forefront without paying the cost as well as those who seek after the power for the wrong reasons. We got people today in churches, we got people today, and politics is everywhere. I I, I despise politics, especially if it gets in the church, if it gets in the religious movement. I don't don't believe in politics, amen? I had a pastor tell me one time, son, if you don't politic, you won't never get nothing. I said, well, let me tell you this, my friend. I'll never get nothing because I'm not politicking for anything. If God don't want me there, I don't wanna be there. Somebody say amen, that's the truth, amen? I better leave that alone But politics Rises up in it You could have got A politic preacher That politics is way here And it not be God's will It's just that those You know I mean a lot of folks Look after for their buddies They look after for their friends Especially if in that High position They look after for their friends The buddies Can I tell you something God don't have a buddy system You understand what I'm saying God don't have a buddy system you know the story. My wife told me several times, three or four times, pine levels open Put in for it. I said, no. Mm-hmm. Not gonna do it. I'd never get that church. It won't happen. I'm not in that realm. I'm outside looking in, not inside looking out. I said it won't happen. And then the bishop called me one day by the church. I said, take my name off of that one. I feel like that's not what God wants to do. So just pull my name from that one. Because he's getting ready to step me up to go preach. And a friend of mine had his name in the pot. I said, I don't want to be competition with him. And I just don't feel it's the Lord. And then I did ask the question, is pine level open? He said, yeah, but you had to talk to the associate bishop. So I talked to associate bishop. I said, he said, you interested? I said, if that's what God wants. I'm interested. He said, well, I'm working on a couple right now. Let me, let me see what's going to happen after that, and we, then we'll go from there. You see, I broke the mold. Brother Frankie, I walked out of fear. I was, I was afraid. I was fear. Fear got a hold of me. No, nope, I can't. That's not. I, I, I couldn't handle that. But God said, you can handle it if you'll let me. So I broke the mold. And they sent me over here. And y'all about to vote on one already. Already had it set. But God did what God wanted to do. I'm not saying there's anything wrong when any of the preachers came in and preached. But I tell you this, I got some question wondering how in the world did I get that church over them? Because they're just that good. They think they're that good. How did Jerry Barbie get that church over me? I can't understand that. Well, let me help you understand it. Give it to you plain, simple English. God had his hand in what was going on in this church in 2018. And what God's telling me, son, keep my hand in it. Keep me in the midst of it. You break the mold. You do what we've got to do. You get, let's get it where it needs to be. Are you saying, Pastor, we're not where we need to be? That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not where I need to be. I'm telling you, God says, at first the mold's got to be broken here. And when I break my mold, Brother Frank and I step out, the folks that's not willing to break their moles going to get a little uptight. But it's okay. You're going to watch God do some great. How many want God to do some great things here at Pine Level? Do you really? Well, then let's get ready for it. God's fixed to do it. i got to close. Let me finish this right here. So, there's people that's going to be looking for recognition you see, I've never that really wanted recognition. I've never wanted to really put my name on whatever takes place. I walked into a church one time and they had all kinds of plaques on the wall. I mean plaque after plaque after plaque, blah blah this, this, this. And I saw one plaque that said they broke the hundred barrier membership mark. They had 104 membership. So I looked at that plaque, and then about my second, third Sunday there I had about 25, 30 people in church. I said, let me ask y'all something. Y'all broke the 100-member barrier? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're nowhere there at. Pine level can break the 200-barrier mark not, not, not long from now. We'd probably already broke it if, if, if we hadn't cleaned it up a little bit, cleaned the roll up a little bit. We'd probably already broke it. So we could have a plaque, Pine level's broke the 200 the, the, the membership you know, barrier broke the 200 barrier. This church broke the 100 barrier. We broke the 200 barrier, and we got 115, 118 people come to church. Something's wrong with that picture. So I said, "You know, see all these plaques on the wall, Yeah." I said, "They coming down. Go we'll put them in a the drawer somewhere, because that's you know, people come in, they see that, blah blah. blah you know, those you know. I've never put my name on nothing because I don't want the recognition. I want him to get it. I want him to get the glory. It's all about him." It's not about me. Amen? Now, there's nothing wrong when you know, people donate pews, they put their name I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that's my, that's my position. If I buy a pew, my name won't be on it. If I buy a piano, my name won't be on it. That's just me. That's me. Okay? Anyway, the story of Ananias and Sapphira. How many know, how many know this story? Acts chapter five is one of the couple who sought the favor and recognition of the apostles through through a large guilt, but did so foolishly by crossing the line and tainting it with deceit, manipulation, and exaggeration. Likewise, Simon's spiritual immaturity caused him to seek the power and the anointing for the wrong reasons. He tried to buy the Holy Ghost. Sapphire and Ananias, they they sold some property. See, back then, the church was selling everything they had and everybody's needs would be met. They sold the property. And what they were gonna do, they were gonna give all the proceeds to to the church. So they come up and tell uh, tell Peter, they said, look, he said, did you sell the land for so much? He Yeah, this is what I sold it for. Peter said, you hadn't lied to me, you lied unto the Holy Ghost. I I mean, no, lying to me is one thing, but lying to God is another thing. Amen. So, Peter basically broke the mold. He said, he said, well, you're not lying to me. you lied to the Holy Ghost. In other words, Sapphire, they kept back part of it. Amen? And I said, you lied to the Holy Ghost. Then Sapphire comes in. Did you sell the product? Yep. Because they got together. They tell them the same thing. This is my story. I'm sticking to it. They, she said, He said. did you sell the land for somebody? She said, yeah. He said, let me tell you something. The same bears just went out and buried your husband. She didn't know he was dead. The same bears that buried your husband. They were at the door now, fixed to come in, they're going to take you. She's, and she was thinking, What are you talking about? And all of a sudden she drops dead. I mean, you, know where we're, you know where we're going? You know what's going to happen in this latter day we're living in? We're going to start seeing things like that taking place in the house of God. Brother Cates preached years ago. He said, Son, I'm going to tell you something. He preached the congregation. I'm going to tell you something. In the latter days, in these latter days, you're going to see preachers dying like flies because they're standing in the pulpit telling people lies. He said they're going to start dying like flies. Let me tell you something, folks, I'm just waiting and watching because he spoke that. And God's in these latter time that we're living in this last hour we're living in, we're going to see some things we've never seen before. Amen. Now, uh, transformation involves breaking the mold. The days of early church, the days of early church were chaotic and cruel. While religious leaders were playing politics, witchcraft abound in the marketplace with the government of the day being evil and corrupt. How many know what, what, what we're talking about right now? Back then is what's taking place right now. Everything's corrupt around us. Yet amid the chaos was the demonstration of the power of God. So amidst all the the chaos we're seeing right now we're going to start seeing the demonstration of God. The book of Acts describes it as a time when great fear came upon all the church and uh, and upon all who heard these things. Uh, So it will be in this move of God. It's not going uh, to be about programs it's it's going to reflect the supernatural power of God in a way that stops people in their tracks and brings transformation as people recognize uh, and embrace the awesome reality of the God of all ages uh, operating in their midst. You see it is time for the fulfillment that has so long been yearned for. Not unlike God's people in Jesus' day we have become constrained by mold. The result is far too many in the world around us viewing the church as self-absorbed, out of touch, split and isolated. Jesus brought it all out into the open and broke the mold with the command to go into all the world. Yet we've operated by a standard that is inbred and designed to bring the world in Rather than just go out It is a mole that drives our Perception of success And the entire way we approach The work of the ministry It reflects a static mind Mindset of planning Rather than it being a vibrant Transforming movement I'm going to tell you something the church is a movement of God And God's beginning to move And start to move and we're going to see some great changes As we break the mole For the glory of God Satisfy us early. Psalms <laughs> ninety, fourteen, verse seventeen. Satisfy us early with your mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Let your work appear in your service and your glory to their children and the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. God, establish the pile of a church that we will do and accomplish what you want to be done in this area right here. Finishing up, if y'all gonna sing, come on. Second Timothy three one through five. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. In other words, dangerous times. You I mean, believe it's dangerous times you're living in right now. People nowadays are crazy. They just soon to knock you down out the door down and walk up in your house and take what you got and beat you to death or kill you or whatever they want to do. But I had a guy tell me yesterday, he said, I'm gonna tell you something. He said, they can come to my place they want to. He said, I got enough to stop them. He said, I believe one thing. I'm gonna stop them. Before they get into my mess, they'll be laying in the yard. He says, so they can come if they want to. You see, that's the mentality of, 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 you see, you got people that's going wild and going crazy, and you got people over here that's going crazy. Whatever it takes, I'm gonna stop them. You shoot somebody and kill them, you're the one going to jail. they going to the graveyard. There ain't no for them to go. But you going to jail. You see the wrong thing to somebody nowadays, you can end up in jail. Amen? There's people getting fired because they're making statements about whatever. One of them is black lives matter. People getting fired because they make a statement about black lives matter. And all they're saying is black lives does matter. But what people need to understand is all lives matter. They're getting fired. They're getting fired for making statements like that. Huh? In my way of thinking and in my heart, everybody matters. That's the way I see it not a certain group of people. It's not a certain color of people. It's not a certain cultural people. Every matters to God. Can I tell you something? If these folks are all wrapped up into that stuff, if they'll get the word out and read this, let this grip them, let Jesus get a hold. of. You see people say, well, I've, I got a hold of the Lord. No, that don't work. You need to let the Lord get a hold of you. I got a hold of the Lord one time and do a whole lot, but when he got a hold of me, He broke the mold, everything changed. So people need to let the Lord get a hold of them. When the Lord gets a hold of them, it ain't gonna be the black lives matter, the white lives matter, the Chinese matter, whatever it is, it's gonna be all people matter and we love everybody the same. That's what it's going to be about. It's all about love. It's not about this or that or the other. It's all about love. Now I know this is going out and I'm, I'm going to be in trouble. This and also that in the last days for this time shall come for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient, to parents are unthankful, unholy, without natural effects and truthbreakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Can I tell you something? There are people out there that despise you because you're going to church. There are people out there that despise you because you love God. Believe it or not. Traitors, heady, high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Folks rather get down on the boat than, let me lead it on. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such. Listen to what what Timothy said. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, thereof, he said, from such turn away. I'm supposed to walk away from those that have the form of godliness, but they're denying the power there are. I'm put to walk away from that. Leave that alone. Amen? And that's it. So let me tell you something this morning. We need to break the mold and let go and let God. Is that okay? That's what I, your pastor, is desiring to do for the glory of God. Everything we're doing right now, you're separated. you're being six feet apart, you're doing the stuff, they're requesting that we wear a mask. I'm not saying you got to wear your mask, but I'm just saying they're requesting you to wear a mask Somebody told me they can't make me this. They can't put the law down that says you've got to wear a mask. They can't do that. I don't know whether they can or not. They might can. But let me tell you this. We're doing that for your safety, for your security, because we care for you, because we love you. Amen? When God breaks the mold and God is breaking the mold, what I want you to understand is I'm not doing it for me. I'm, not, I'm, I'm doing it for the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm just praying that you folks gonna pray and help me to do what needs to be done for the glory of God. That not only Pine Level is gonna be blessed, but those around the world that's watching us by the way of internet is also gonna be blessed. Because it's all about God, it's not about us. Is that okay? So much I pray to the Lord. Somebody said, Well, Pastor, what are you gonna do? I ain't got a clue. That's why I'm saying we need to pray. I ain't got a clue. But I can tell you this several minds together is better than just one mind. Hmm? That's why we got leadership in the church. So there ain't nothing major gonna happen without first sitting down and talking and discussing and debating and whatever you have to do and just get it all out and just let God have his way. That's what it's all about. And I'm not afraid to do that, amen? Because I'm, you know, some people want to run the show. I've never wanted to run the show and I'm your pastor. I've never wanted to run the show anywhere I've been. I just want to be involved. There have been things over the years that's happened I didn't have a clue about. Walk in and say, Pastor, where'd this come from? I said, I ain't got a clue. Let me, check, let me search, check it out. And somebody just jumped up one day, and said this is what I'm gonna do, and they did it, and then the church says, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? You see, that's what happens. So all I like to do is be involved. I like to be involved in what's going on so I know, so I won't get caught by surprise. Somebody shout amen, that's okay? I'm a different pastor than anybody you ever meet anywhere, I'm different. But how many know different ain't bad? I got to quit. So much I praise the Lord. Praise we love you folks. Thank you. Don't forget Wednesday night. My Bible study, Brother Mac Perry. He's doing a great job. I don't believe he's doing a great job. Give him a hand now. Yeah. He gets right down and wants to preach every once in a while. I like it when he gets, you know, he gets all shaky. I said, Look out here. The Holy Ghost is going to do something in there. That? But uh, that's Wednesday night. Don't, don't forget that. Uh, I'm sure he, he's doing a great job with that. Sister Erica won't be here tonight. Uh, so, Brother Joe, we won't let you have off unless you want to do something on the computer or whatever you want to do. It's entirely up to you. Okay? So, that's up to you. We're going to just give it the night off. Ain't got good? How many know next week is July the 4th? I'll turn the Big 6-6 six six next Saturday. <laughs> if I live that long. If I live that long, Well, you ain't down. No, you don't ever know. So I'll be the big 66. Six. I've been thinking about that. I say, you know, I'm glad it's not the 666. It's six, six. <laughs> just 66. Six. <laughs> Amen. But I'll be 66 next week, I can't believe that. It's amazing. I'll be right. 75. Tonight, to when? The tonight, they'll be 75. You see what I got to look forward to? Hey. <laughs> God's good, ain't he? Right, Amen. Nice. Praise the Lord. You guys sing. Let's sing Worship the Lord.
0: Thanks for tuning in to this Sunday morning worship service here at the Pine Level Pentecost Windows Church on this last Sunday morning worship of June 2020 on this 28th day of June. Don't forget to join us on Wednesday for our Bible study with Reverend Perry right here at the Pine Level Pentecost Windows Church. We'll be live streaming that on all our stream services, so you can check that out. Uh, don't forget to download the, uh, the app through the Google Play or the App Store, and you can watch your services live or on demand there. And you can check us out on our website at pinelevelphc.org. Don't forget, like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash pinelevelphc. Get notifications when we go live and watch our services live on demand. There's check out other cool stuff by the church as well. YouTube for us YouTube users. Go to Pine Level PH Church. Search for that on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Get notifications when we go live. Also, we have a podcast go to your favorite podcast provider, or you can go to the quick link I've set up on the website or the app. Just go under podcast. For everyone here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Onions Church, I'm Joey Berry. God bless. We'll take you back to the praise team now, and we'll see you back here Wednesday night here at the Pine Level Pentecostal Church.